Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily, and this week I'm going to be chatting you up a little bit about magical self-care. And I'm going to be talking to you solo because Veronica and I had some tech challenges as we were trying to record this week's episode. And uh, based on the status of um, her internet and our connection, we decided that uh, I would just go ahead and do this on my own this week so that you could actually hear the entire content. (laughs) Hopefully we'll have it all sorted out by next week and Veronica will be back with us uh, talking to us more then. But for now, it's just me talking to you about magical self-care and kind of building on what we talked about last week. So last week we talked a little bit about uh, being busy or caught up in our daily lives and not feeling like we necessarily have time for our witchery. And this week, I want to talk about self-care because I feel like having time for witchery is one of the ways we do create self-care. I also, I really talk a lot about self-care being sacred and being a practice, a spiritual practice. And I want to share a little bit about why I feel that way. So I believe very strongly that we are all sacred, each of us. Um, we are sacred in our bodies, in our spirits, in our emotions. Um, we are mirrors of the earth, which when you practice earth-based spirituality, that is, you know, that's really it, right? That's that's what you're honoring are these cycles and the elements and all of that. And our bodies are all of that. They they hold each element in in one way or another. Um, we basically mirror what happens in the cycles of the earth, the cycles of the moon, all of it. We are moving through cycles in our bodies all the time and in our lives all the time uh, and in the different stages and rites of passage we move through, all of it. So I believe that we are very sacred and that when we take the time to care for ourselves, we're doing a couple things. One is that we're really honoring not just ourselves, but what we represent, which is the world around us and the planet Um, and the cosmic energy and the earth energy and all of it. So I believe that we're kind of an extension of that. And by honoring ourselves, we're honoring that. In addition, by taking care of ourselves, we are deepening our own connection to ourself. We're deepening our own connection to our intuition which is one of our most amazing magical tools, right? And we are also deepening our connection to source, whatever that means to you. So for you, maybe that's earth energy. For somebody else, maybe they think about, you know, goddess energy, or maybe there's a deity that they feel more connected to. But regardless, the more we connect to ourselves, the more access we're going to have, because we're going to be clearer. So the more access we're going to have to source, Um, or spirit, or whatever it is that you want to name that. So tuning in, taking time, nourishing our bodies, nourishing our emotional bodies, all of that is 
you know, it sounds lovely, right? And you might be sitting there rolling your eyes being like, yeah, Emily, whatever. I don't have time for that. I don't know where I'm going to carve that out. (laughs) So I want to put out there that, you know, self-care does not necessarily have to be this big elaborate thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Big elaborate things are amazing. I love nothing more than going to like a day at an Ayurvedic treatment center near here and getting a massage and sitting in the sauna and, you know, but that's not accessible to me most of the time. You know, it's definitely a big treat. Um, And it's not accessible to most people. You know, not everybody has those types of places near them or the finances to to fund that kind of um, adventure. So I don't think, I think it's really important to not think about self-care as being something you have to go do or receive from outside of yourself. I think those are options for self-care, but I don't think that's all that they are. I believe that self-care can be really just as simple as pausing in your day. So like right now, I just invite you, close your eyes. If you're in a place where you can do that safely, (laughs) if you're walking down the street, maybe stop and pick something to stare at, something lovely if possible, and soften your gaze. Take a big breath in and let it go. And then just take a moment to feel into your body. Feel into your pulse. Notice what's happening inside of you. That's it. Just notice. And then you can open your eyes, come back to the room you're in, or continue walking if you're outside, wandering about, you know, wherever you are. And whatever you're doing. And also, if you were driving while you're listening to this, I really hope you didn't just do that exercise. (laughs) Save that one for later. (laughs) But just taking a pause, just taking a moment to tune into what's happening in your body. That's something we can all do almost at any given time. And it is a way to kind of reset a little bit. It's a a, like mini, mini self-care moment in your day. So self-care doesn't have to be a big, elaborate, outside-of-yourself thing. And it can be something you incorporate into your day-to-day. You know, one of my most favorite, favorite things that I do for myself pretty much daily is I get up and I brew myself a cup of tea in the morning. And after I fed all the animals, um, I sit down and I just sit with my tea and look out the window quietly, without a screen, without noise, without anything. It's like, it's truly one of the only moments in my day that is completely mine and completely quiet. And during the holiday season, when my lights are out outside, I love sitting in the dark morning hours and looking out the window and seeing those lights. And in the other times of the year, especially in the summer when I can watch the sunrise during that moment. I definitely take that in. I have been known to take my cup of tea and a blanket and boots and go outside in my jammies and um, look up at the sky and just enjoy that pre-dawn morning starlit sky. And this is 
for me, the thing that is kind of my pause before I move into my day, before I really get going, before my brain is totally online. And that is self-care. And some of, I have some really cool ideas that come to me during those moments as I'm just quiet and gazing. And other times I'm just quiet and gazing and there's nothing coming and that's okay too. It's just what I need in that moment. So for me, that's one of my most powerful and special little self-care things that I do pretty much daily. And I purposefully make time for it. I'll get up even earlier than normal if I know I have a busy morning just so I can have those moments to myself because they truly are sacred. But So self-care is magical just in the fact that you are taking care of yourself and by taking care of yourself, you are creating more connection to yourself and more connection to source and opening more of a channel to your intuition and your inner knowing. But self-care can also be magical because you choose tools to use that are magical. So for example, let's just use the bath because that's, you know, a pretty common um, thing people talk about with self-care. If you're going to take a bath, what are you putting in it? Is it just water? Are you using crystals? Are you adding herbs? What are the properties of those herbs? What called you to those? Are you adding essential oils? What are the properties of those? What called you to those? You know, how how are you utilizing the tools you have at your disposal that might be magical in nature that can kind of, um, the word that comes to mind is like puff up your self-care practice. That's not the right word, but it's the one that, that popped in. So uh, I guess to enhance your self-care practice with a little bit more magical energy. Or maybe, you know, let me just use this as an example. So in my Diving Deeper membership group this last week, um, I was inspired to talk a little bit about making self-care potions. And I chose to use the elements as foundations for each of those. So uh, without going into detail here, just kind of an overview was that I talked about how to make things that you can utilize in your self-care practice. So these are the potions. And for air, we made incense. And I talked about how to do that. For fire, I talked about yogi tea and using that um, or making that and and consuming it. Uh, For water, I talked about just drinking water and how to infuse your water with different energies um, and different items, you know, nourishment items as well. And then I also talked about earth and discussed making salt scrubs as a way to, you know, care for your body and exfoliate your skin and moisturize and, you know, but connecting that to the element of earth. So here we are not only drawing on elements, which for me are at the core foundation of my practice, but we are also creating potions with intentions that we are then going to use to take care of our bodies. And so, you know, it might sound like that is a lot of work or a lot to do, but most of them were pretty simple in nature because I think it's important to make your magic accessible. I think Veronica and I talked last week about, you know, having big elaborate rituals and how there's definitely a place for those. But everyday magic is what we live. It's what we live, we breathe, we believe. And 
bringing that into our self-care practices are going to make our self-care practices not only more accessible to us, but more sustainable as well. And, and I feel like that is really crucial as you think about what kind of care you need is to think about how to make it sustainable. You know, going and getting a massage or, you know, utilizing a sauna or whatever it might be, uh, might not be a sustainable way to infuse self-care into your daily life or even your weekly life. So how do we do that? What what can we do um, to bring it in more and more? I feel like self-care is a really important thing, and I probably feel that way for a couple reasons. Um, one, in my regular job as a psychotherapist, I talk to women and men, but I talk to women more than men. And uh, I hear so often about burnout and intense amounts of responsibility and a feeling of overwhelm and no time and all of this. Um, So I understand how we can get really overwhelmed in our lives and feel like there's no space for us. I am also a workaholic. I've probably talked about it in other podcasts, but I... It, throughout my life, um, have definitely <laughs> put myself in a situation, situation after situation, where I am very, very busy. And I get to this place where I feel like if I don't do it all, it won't get done. And the list is so long of things that need tending. And um, it almost becomes a point of self-abuse, right? Because there's just, there's no space and I'm panicking because I can't get it all done. And, um, oh my God, I didn't call this person back. And anyway, on and on. But I have worked this edge for a very long time. And what I have learned uh, is that if I push too hard, I usually get sick and then everything stops, right? So if I'm laid up, and in bed with a cold or the flu or whatever it might be, I'm definitely not doing all those things I was going to do or felt like I needed to do. And I was shocked when I realized the world continued to spin. (laughs) Talk about self-importance, right? Um, But so many of those things that I have put on my plate in the past have felt like life and death almost, like they have to happen. They have to get done. And I have learned that sometimes balls get dropped and that's okay. It's okay. I've also learned this through crises in my life. You know, sometimes something happens like when my grandmother was dying and it was like, I just dropped everything. I canceled everything so that I could go be with her. And the world kept spinning. I stopped but everything around me kept going and there was no, you know, breakdown <laughs> within the realms of my work or my friendships or any of it. I would also just speak to the fact that when you choose to take care of yourself, instead of waiting until you are sick or there's a crisis that occurs to stop everything, when you make the choice to stop whether it's for a minute or an hour or a day, when you take that time for you, it's really empowering because then you get to be the boss of taking care of yourself. You're not waiting for things to happen to you. You're taking the initiative. And I promise you all those other things you think you have to tend to, it can wait. 
They will wait. So coming back to this idea of taking time for yourself, of doing some self-care, of using your magical tools. You know, I think um, last week's episode, uh, Veronica talked about finding things that light you up, or I think she said, uh, finding things that fire you up. And I think that you can utilize this idea, this concept when you're thinking about taking care of yourself and loving yourself and tending and nourishing yourself. So what is it in the magical realm that fires you up? What do you get excited about? What tools do you like to use? What rituals or spells are you interested in learning or creating? Um, Taking these things that fire you up and then using those to create some type of self-care ritual, ceremony, spell work, moment. I mean, maybe it's as simple as pulling a card. Whatever it might be, using those tools, using the things you're interested in and that you feel passionate about or inspired by, that's how carving out your magical self-care time becomes even more magical and more powerful and even more amazing. And you will love it. You will love the way you feel after you do it. Um, And my hunch is is that you're going to feel more grounded, more present, more open for whatever's happening in your day-to-day life when you take these moments and this time for yourself intentionally. So that's my homework for you if you choose to accept it. Maybe it's not homework. Maybe it's like a quest or um, an assignment. I don't know. But I want you to take care of yourself and to do it in a way that feels magical and feels powerful and taps into, you know, your energy and your, yeah, your magic. That's the word that just keeps coming to me. It's funny because I say that word and there's this whole imagery that comes into my mind and I'm sure it's different than what comes into yours. Um, that would be a curious topic, you know, to, to kind of interview people and find out what what it is that they associate with magic or what what vision or energy or sensation come into their bodies when you hear that word. Anyway, that's a whole other topic, but <laughs> I digress here. Um, so. In the coming weeks, in the coming moments, in the coming days, whatever it is for you, I just invite you to tune into yourself. Listen, just listen and see what it is that you're feeling called to, see what it is that you feel excited about exploring or doing, and then simplify it a little bit and take time to tend to yourself using magical tools. Using elements, you know, using those foundational practices, using the tools of grounding and clearing to kind of tap in and clear out and just be more present. So that's what I have to say about all of the magical self-care things. (laughs) I will also say that if you are interested in maybe getting a little guidance or having an anchor point for some of this. Um, I do have a self-care mini retreat that is a three-day email series that comes straight to your inbox. You can sign up for that on my website. 
Um, and if you're listening to this before November 13th, you can sign up for it. Uh, I'll put the link actually here in the description and you can sign up for it that way. Um, because I'll be doing it live for the 13th, 14th and 15th this month. So I'll have some live chats involved that you wouldn't normally get if you just signed up for the series, the email series on its own. So hopefully I'll see some of your smiling faces there and know that you are receiving some tips and tricks and an anchor point to kind of launch yourself from. Um, and if you choose to go deeper, I do offer a sacred self-care as sanctuary class, and I'll be running that live as well, starting on November 27th. And that's actually 14 days. It, each day has an affirmation and a ritual and information for you. Um, and an ongoing altar project that you'll be doing throughout the whole 14 days. So if you're curious about that, you can check out Wise Woman Witchery's Cauldron of Mystery. And uh, that actually is available at any time as well. But the live version will be November 27th of 2020. I think at the end of this year, we all deserve a little self-care. We're not even deserve, we just need. We all need a little self-care. <laughs> 2020 has definitely been a doozy. So. Um, let's step into this fine, the final month, final month and a half of this year by taking care of ourselves and trying to refill our cups. We got to refill our cups. All right. You all take very good care. Be well. And I'll be talking to you again real soon. Thanks for tuning in to the witch next door. You can help others find us by subscribing to and rating this podcast. If you're interested in supporting this work, you can do so through the anchor support link in our description. And if you're ready to dive a little deeper, hop on over to wisewomanwitchery.com and check out the Wise Woman Witchery Diving Deeper monthly membership group. The details and sign up link are available there. And remember, you are magic. Embrace it. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.